Hey guys, welcome to Holistically You. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'll be here to share my nice and sometimes not so nice human experiences. Let's get comfortable sharing our ups, downs, and everything in between and continue to make meaning out of the parts that make us whole. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Holistically You. I'm so excited to have you all here again and a very special guest today. As you guys will probably continue to hear, I have met so many of my guests on Clubhouse, and so I'm always so grateful to uh, the energies of Clubhouse for bringing us all together. Um, Otherwise, I just feel like we would be floating in the ethers and not having any idea of who's doing what and where and who is doing this amazing, fabulous work that aligns so much with what the type of content that I love to bring my listeners on this podcast. And I'm so excited for you all to come on this journey with me today. I'm going to be interviewing Mallory Meyer. I'm so excited, Mallory. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you as well and for your audience. Thank you. Fellow Canadian as well. Do you want to tell our listeners where you're located? (laughs) I'm currently located in Squamish, BC, which is this beautiful little mountain town outside of Vancouver. But my roots and my upbringing have been from Toronto. Okay, so you're you're you are our neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> not too far at all. I love that, and uh, that must be beautiful, by the way, especially in the summer. You guys must get gorgeous weather. Oh yeah. Well, for the most part, there is a term that goes around that's called January because we get a lot of rain. It's almost like fall-like, okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's almost as if you get so acclimatized to it, where it's just everyone's out in their parkas and still hiking because you just can't escape the beauty of what we have here in our backyards. Amazing. Amazing. So like I said, I'm so excited that you are here today. You are bringing a fresh perspective to us about intuition and business and how we can uh, bring harmony to both. Um, So I'm super excited to start this conversation and, um, At the beginning of all of my podcasts, when I interview guests, I ask you a question, and that is, name a couple things, or describe a couple of things that make you whole. So go Mm -hmm. ahead. I love that question. And to me, what really makes me feel whole is starting my day with liberation and really not having a set schedule, truly just following my own intuitive pings and what makes me and my body feel in alignment. So that could be doing some energy work, some mindfulness, or even just managing my own mind. Uh, A big thing for making me feel whole is also movement, which I know we just were speaking about the backyard that we have here and being in the mountains, but truly getting outside and grounding or being by the ocean and nourishing myself, my body within not just the aspects of nature, but also even the people that I surround myself with. So feeling so whole with having like wholesome conversations and doing like moments like this in my day, just connecting with individuals to help enlighten and bring forward deeper growth for a collective level. Um, And I think feeling whole and even just like choosing what I'm bringing into my body and allowing each day to kind of 
move forward in my own soul purpose and in my own soul journey in a deep way. I love that. And you mentioned, uh, and I so align with when you said like, you know, being able to really go with the your own flow, your own, um, you know, passions and energy. And I think when we spoke, we're both, are we both manifesting generators in human design? I remember you were mentioning that for yourself. I'm a projector. Oh, you're a projector. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so much, so, so much of this, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm actually going to have a whole uh, episode on human design, which I'm really looking forward to, but I think it kind of gave me also the um, permission slip to be like, you know, okay, like if this doesn't light you up, then move on, you know, do. And so our energies are all so different, but I think it's in recognizing those types of things. Like I like to start the day. It's not going to be the same every single day, but it depends on what is inspiring me in that moment. And Mm -hmm. I totally, totally align with that. So thank you so much for sharing. And um, Mallory, so just so that we know a little bit about you and what you do, you are a soul mentor and intuitive coach. And I love, I love this combination. So can you share with my listeners a little bit about what you do daily and uh, and also, um, you know, how you got there? What was your journey to now? Yeah, for sure. So like you mentioned, I am a soul mentor and intuitive coach. So I really help healers or spiritual entrepreneurs who are awakening in their own journey bring forward a thriving heart-centered business. And that is through my coaching and certification program, which weaves together mysticism and mindset. Mm. So it's really a beautiful combination. And I find a very unique combination of both healing, mentoring, as well as coaching. And my background itself is a Reiki master and certified life and success coach, where I have now learned a lot around NLP because I am an NLP practitioner. So really that combination of managing our mind and our energy to bring forward results that are so wonderful. And we can really kind of up level at a quantum speed through this whole process. And so just to kind of get into a little bit more about my journey itself was I went through my own spiritual awakening back in 2018, and it was really initiated through a Reiki healing. Mm. At that point in time, there was a lot of uncertainty in my own life of who I even truly was. And I always knew I had a strong intuitive voice and nudge by my side because I was in the corporate world, but there was always something that was calling me to do more. Mm. Then I knew that there was something more out there for me to be fulfilled outside of what I had almost just kind of been conditioned to believe through my own parents and society of following this trajectory of get a great job, have that pension and have the benefits. Right. Right. And so through that experience, when I went through this Reiki healing and just kind of seeing how much awareness and shift came through my body, it really got me um, more dedicated into the work itself. So for the whole year of 2018, that was my whole spiritual awakening of getting my Reiki mastery, really bringing forward and even understanding this term empath of, right, like I mentioned, like, who am I? Yeah. There is like aspects of myself of honoring it more deeply, loving myself more deeply, and even having this ability to trust myself more deeply, because that was definitely something that was lacking before. And I had always even felt the nudge to come out West. And this is where the beauty of how my intuition and even just kind of taking acts that were in my soul alignment led me out here 
with my husband at this time. And it truly expanded and brought forward deeper clarity because I was brought into the certification program, as I was just mentioning, but that really offered for me the ability to step out of the corporate role and see the dissonance that my soul was in and truly know that I was here to serve and empower others in their own journey as well and to bring forward these gifts and be here to to heal others. So it's been a magical experience um, overall, but truly mindset. I think I didn't value it in the way that I do now back a year ago and understanding the deep layers that we can get into. And just again, bringing that awareness to our thoughts and our emotions and the actions that we're taking through that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was mm-hmm. jotting down things as you were talking and uh, I wanted to know if you could expand. So this, this uh, uh, firstly, the NLP practitioner, what, what does that mm-hmm. stand for? For those who don't yeah. know. Yeah, completely. Great catch. <laughs> so it's neuro-linguistic programming. Okay. Yeah. So what neuro-linguistic that- programming, mm-hmm, it's very much getting in- embedded into how we take on through our values, through our beliefs, decisions, our mood, this internal reality. Like we process so many millions of bits of information at one moment. But again, through this own internal reality that we hold, which has been developed again, through this identity level that we've taken on from the ages of zero to seven, we are creating this story, this thought, this feeling and emotion through it. And that's how we're actually taking our action, which is then creating our result in the simplest way to say it. So you get a very interesting perspective when you start to do this work to recognize, well, this was definitely something that was a pattern from this point in my life. And this is something that I need to shift and alter because I'm noticing these language patterns as well, because I like to use the example of like coffee, even like you could see a visual of coffee and automatically feel, I'm just going to use like that instance of it might not be the most delicious. It's kind of harsh and it doesn't do anything for you. Whereas I see it and it's very luxurious and it's nourishing. Mm. And then again, that's my own thought pattern and my own decision behind how my own internal reality is picking up coffee. Mm -hmm. So that's a way that is really um, interesting to recognize and get curious in every moment in instances that you're having as to like the meaning that you're taking on with it, especially when it comes to business. For sure. Thank you so much for explaining that. And, and earlier you also mentioned, um, you know, how you help to guide spiritual entrepreneurs. Is that the, is that, that's the term you used, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like so many people and, and, or, you know, just in conversations that I've had and and things that I've picked up, whether podcasts or reading articles or just speaking to uh, humans, that the word spiritual and entrepreneur have been so opposite or just they've been sitting on different shelves for so long how would you define someone who's going in that direction Mm -hmm. it's a great point and observation of your own because it's almost the way that I was holding myself prior to this work of I was so deeply embedded in that masculine energy the hustle needing to always be doing and pushing whereas to me spiritual is also in my own definition and philosophy behind it, surrendering, being in flow and co-creating with the universe. So it's enmeshing the two here 
in that way of saying we're going to bring together a nice balance between the masculine and the feminine and again almost kind of having an anchor in on your mindset through it all holding this energy and allowing you to this is where it can be easeful it can be playful for you to have this thriving abundant business in doing this alignment of the of your own work and energetically coming to an end vibrational alignment through that as well because in the coaching that I offer, it's very much more at the identity and belief level, whereas some other coaches, it's not wrong, but some will just look at maybe behaviors and external factors. Right. So this is almost like the inside out job where we're really touching into. But I think it's such a great recognition, like you mentioned, of the spiritual and the entrepreneur and bridging the two to say feminine and masculine can live together be whole and also have an opportunity to be one that's successful. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what types of, if any, have you, have you experienced any resistance from people to, to bring those together? There's a lot that can come up. And even in my own work, like time for one can be very resistful to think, well, I need to be like the story that we have of I need to be doing this much in order to get this result. And even deprogramming in my own experience, thinking that I had to work eight hours a day to get a certain outcome and then coming out of that and being an entrepreneur and recognizing, well, I do have all this space, how I choose to utilize it and chunk up my day to be the most serving for me in the way that I'm also coming from almost my higher self is the way that I like to embody it, that we don't, again, need to necessarily be in the do. And it's really this energy behind it, the physiology, the state that I'm holding. So it there is resistance at first because we have to unlearn. And this is where that beauty of the healing work can come in and be not just, uh, again, on the subconscious mind, but even through energetic modality healing, where you can recognize this is just something that I took on and it's not true to me. Yes, I've mm-hmm. actually had clubhouse rooms, hosted clubhouse rooms on un- unlearning or unbecoming, you know, we're so, we're so set, right, sometimes, and it becomes very difficult for us to um, separate from the ideologies and the mindsets that have been kind of like compounded year after year after year of our existence, you know, in this, in this embodiment and this, as this, you know, incarnation, and I'm, I'm always so I keep reminding myself that you don't want to go back, right? So all of the things that you ex- that you have learned and how you've expanded and how you've grown, why would you want to go back, you know? Like mm-hmm. and and it's almost like it's it it's undoing all of the things and and I'm just thinking as an entrepreneur or someone who's working uh, you know, having their own business and and really trying to to balance or harmonize like the the grind. I'm using bunny ears. Uh, the <laughs> the grind, the hustle, and then learning that there's this whole energetic standpoint where you can just thrive. Why would you ever want to go back? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. It's really just finding that balance that serves you right and I almost kind of lead by that example and model it for my clients to say I do two hours of work a day if my soul calls to want to do more so be it but I'm only scheduling in and constraining myself to two hours and that will be enough 
and it doesn't need to be more than that. And that's evidence that I can find as to why it's enough in the way that I've kind of structured it too. But I love what you're equally saying about like the unlearning process. Like, why would you want to go back? Because there's so much that as we transform and we're open to transform, we're not allowing that to transmit to other generations as well. And this is where I think this work in itself is so honoring and powerful because you truly are being a change maker for individuals coming down your own lineage. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I think that's what they're saying about our generation now is that we're here to undo all of, you know, those, those binds that have been, you know, very tight for, for like the past few generations. And then we're here and we're like, no, let's do this. Like, (laughs) Let's integrate all the things, you know, in order to have that balanced, um, Mm -hmm. holistic life. Completely. um, In terms of, I'm very, also very curious, spiritual awakening. I know that this is something that, uh, you know, it is a term um, for better, for lack of a better term, a lot of people call it a buzzword or buzzwords, um, a spiritual journey, a spiritual awakening. Um, can you can you share, I know you you said that it was, you know, like you went through it in, t- in 2018. In your, either your own experience or in working with clients, what what has that looked like? Is that like this? Is it this? Because I don't think that people really understand kind of uh, what it is essentially, or it does it look like this big, you know, cathartic thing, or is it is it really a journey and it is like slow and steady wins the race type of you know like um, path and 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 um, yeah path I guess. What do you what in your experience have you seen that? How, how has it transpired? Mm-hmm. I'm going to share a little bit of both examples, like not just my own, but sometimes with the clients that come forward, because there is a huge component of having that patience in the journey. And it's usually like, even in my own awakening and having that experience that I did, it wasn't necessarily as pivotal as I recognized until I looked back to oh. be like, that was truly a catalyst moment. Yeah. And it, it wasn't like you had just mentioned, like, it wasn't something that was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. It just kind of bypassed in a way of like, just saying that this is an experience that I'm holding space for. Mm. It was truly remarkable. It was really interesting, something I wasn't expecting. And then seeing how that whole journey unfolded from there brought me back in reflection to be like, that truly was that moment because I could also look back with love and forgiveness for myself to also see how there was those moments where I was in such a negative anxiety ridden spiral. Mm. I'd gone through a lot of like relationship, emotional trauma, and it was just healing those wounds and recognizing again, my own self-worth. And so that's where it all shifted for me. And there's so many that will come on board through these experiences that have a little bit more of an impactful first. And that could come through, let's say like with burnout and really almost like they've been going full steam ahead on this autopilot overdrive in with their families, with their work, and they haven't even consciously stopped. And then at this point in time, and it somewhat happened to me in the last year, even just when I was leaving corporate to be like, we're physically going to stop you. Like the universe was just saying, there's no other way to kind of show you this sign. You are going to start to develop. And this is where the beauty of even energy work is so fascinating because you don't necessarily look at Western medicine 
it's really kind of saying, well, what is my body actually here to tell me? Like what is energetically out of alignment in my soul? And this is where they're coming forward to be like, I was burnt out. I had to take a leave from work. And this is why now I know I need to go more on this awakening journey. And even individuals um, with families, for instance, like looking for their identity again, because they've given and they've been extending themselves so much, but they haven't been necessarily knowing truly who they are. So those are the experiences, at least for clients more than anything. And then for myself, like I mentioned there too. Yeah. Yeah. And I see it happening more and more nowadays, right? People... People are burning out. People are exhausted. It, we 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 tend to ignore the signals that our bodies give us constantly. It's, it's the signs are all there. <laughs> yeah, it's scary when you really document and you notice it, or it's just like, oh, this is just a little niggle. And if we don't necessarily start to heal it, it will just karmically even come back and show us in a very more pronounced way. Uh, we're again halting you in your tracks and you need to do something about it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm actually just thinking about this really traumatic work experience I had overseas. And I was like, oh man, I wish I had you in my life then. <laughs> I know we briefly talked about that too. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, like not eating, not sleeping, not, you know, my family being like, oh my goodness, where is she? She's not answering her phone or she's not calling. And we have an eight hour time difference and a small, you know, um, chunk of time or this, 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 um, yeah, the time slot in order to be able to speak. And I was like, no, no, (laughs) no. Like my body was so screaming at me, like, just that it just emotionally I couldn't take it mentally I couldn't take it physically I couldn't take it it just you know and it and I sh- and I had to pivot big but I did it and I'm so glad and like you said it's it's in the looking back that you really recognize how important that was you know yeah. and how pivotal it was for growth and healing Ooh. I was just going to say, like, as you were probably experiencing that in that moment, you had no awareness that that was really your own awakening journey to kind of heal and progress yourself until you can now look back and be like, wow, like (laughs) that almost needed to take place at that moment for me to now transcend in this way. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say, what's the role? So we, of course we have, you know, our intuition, which, which we know, um, generally, well, I don't think we should ever ignore it. I think it's very important. (laughs) I've no, I've ignored it too much in the past. And now I'm like, no more. (laughs) Um, the, the role that energy and intuition play in business, what would you say that is? And how have you kind of, you know, see it, uh, evolve in your work? Mm -hmm. I, never quite even put it myself like as at the forefront as a priority until the last couple of years. And this is why I also find Reiki to be such a foundational tool and modality. And part of why it's integrated into that certification piece in my program, because when you kind of go through your placement and attunement with Reiki, there's a higher consciousness and this up level that you receive as a whole which allows you to kind of feel into your intuition in a deeper way. So 
there's been a lot that I've been bringing forward in how I receive my own intuitive language. And that's clairsentiently, like even right now, it's like my hair is standing up on my arm and feeling spirit come in and channel through me, even like universal language and consciousness as we're speaking right now. And it's very much been really discerning, not just in my body, which is a huge key in like making a business decision of does this feel true and does this feel in alignment? And I can feel my body either contract or expand through that decision and knowing so intuitively again and what to yes or what to no. I love to sometimes integrate even like pendulum work and really kind of seeing again this unconscious state of what's the decision that my intuition wants to take me on. But it really has helped to elevate in my business strategy and in those decisions where we can sometimes just kind of keep those blinders on and it's like, well, this person's doing it like this. This must be the way that's the successful way. And truly honoring what's right energetically and in vibrational alignment for ourselves in taking that action forward. Because, and this kind of ties into that MLP component, but it's not even the words that we use. Like, for example, a post on social media, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the words. It's the physiology and the energy that you have behind it. And that, again, comes back to our intuition. So that's where it really has helped me in bringing forward the business and the offers that I have for my clients in this way right now. Yeah, which is amazing. And and you you mentioned pendulum, and I'm I need to ask all the <laughs> I need to ask all the questions. Um, so I so I actually went to see a healer, uh, <laughs> a soul healer, uh, in April. Okay. And she told me come to the session hydrated, very hydrated, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. And she had me stand straight and she asked me yes and no questions. Mm-hmm. And so my body, and I guess intuitively, correct me if I'm wrong, um, pulled me forward for yeses and sent me back for no's. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Yeah, that's the sway test. That's so test. Yeah, so you can do a sway test in which your body will, again, like, intuitively guide you to a yes and a no and it's very similar if you were to purchase a a pendulum to ask pendulum show me yes pendulum show me no and then take questions from there Um, there's some various little ways that you can utilize intuition and one of the ones that I'll typically go into with my own meditation practice is truly just the whole contraction or the expansion in my body mm-hmm. and recognizing maybe where something's sitting and the texture of it. Like even when it comes to feelings, like our emotions as a whole can be messengers. So if I'm feeling into something and I'm like, well, what's the color? What's the shape? Where is it residing in my body? And just again, bringing that whole awareness and curiosity into the space and truly anchoring into my body has been extremely helpful. But I love that she put you through the sway test as well, just to kind of get a sense again of your own intuitive guidance. I And I didn't be, like I, my cousin <laughs> talked about her experience and I was like, what are you saying? She's like, Amanda, I swear I didn't move. And I was like, oh my goodness. It's until you're there and you feel it. It, it was an incredible experience. And a lot of the people that I told about it were, I'd say 50-50, half of them were like, that's some bullshit. And then <laughs> the other half were like, no way. Who is it? I'm booking tomorrow. Go, you know? Yeah. And 
Um, and I experienced the same thing a couple of times. I have a pendulum as well. And so I start with the, you know, show me yes, show me no. Is my name Amanda? You know, those yes and no questions. And I'm telling you, it blows my mind sometimes because it is so clear. I am not moving my hand and this thing is like, like, so is that, that, that's connected to intuition? Yes. Yeah. Your higher consciousness speaking and your intuitive guidance coming through in what's directed for your own soul. Again, like your soul truth, your soul purpose. And it's a really beautiful thing to even look at for your chakras. So I'll do it with distance energy healings. Of, I have like a little bit of a human surrogate yeah. and I'll take the pendulum over and say, is this balance? Is this maybe still out of alignment for someone? But you can totally do that for yourself mm. and just kind of asking, is my crown balanced today? Is my throat chakra balanced? And just kind of guiding you through the seven chakras to find out maybe where you need some own energy healing for yourself. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'm, um, we're, well, anyways, I feel like <laughs> it's really empowering. Yeah. Like a 10 part series on all of this <laughs> in terms of Reiki. So I know that you are, um, you know, you practice, you also give distance uh, readings and sessions as well. Can you explain to us a little bit about what is Reiki and how does it um, how does it kind of complement a spiritual journey? Mm-hmm. So I briefly alluded to at the a couple of moments back, just in the sense of like when you become attuned and you go through the placement of Reiki, there truly is this component of opening up to higher consciousness and being open to receive in a deeper way to help you heal and even your clients heal both mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And so this is why it's such an integration into the program itself. But within the work that I do, it's really just Reiki as a whole is known as when you slice it up, like Reiki, Mm -hmm. it's universal life force energy. And as a practitioner, we are conduits and empty vessels that are just bringing forward and channeling this universal life force energy through our own, again, going through Reiki level one, two, and mastery level, you get these attunements, you go through these placements is what they're called. And being this awareness and opening up to be this channel, you can then send and collapse time and space. So I can be sending you a distance energy healing. And what that's serving you is when you think about the aura that's surrounding us, there might be sometimes these little rips in our aura of energy that needs to kind of be brought over to be smoothed out or little aspects of serving your highest intention. So when I go through a healing, we call in an intention and we want to serve that individual's highest intention, but it could equally go to something very, very different. Like it could be something more on a deeper physical level for someone Mm -hmm. that they need to heal or just shed. So it really offers these shifts in moving stagnant energy through your body while mentally healing and letting you come to a very calm and peaceful state to open yourself up to more well-being and more awareness again it's the key word in all this work is greater self-awareness and empowerment and bringing that forward and really having the ability to heal yourself i find to be so powerful and that's why it's part of the the work that i do yeah is this an in these uh, the the sessions that you do in terms of Reiki, do you find that people are more inclined to do? Is this like 
of you do they do it every single week is it a practice that you, that they keep coming back to um what are some patterns that you've seen with that Usually I like to ensure that there's about like a three week window because of an integration period of time. And so that's so key because there can be a lot like the time period that I've done Reiki, it's offered to me an ability to pick up like more intuitive messages and visions for individuals, which if they are open to receive, I'll share, but Mm. it's not to say any, any and every energy healing needs to offer that. You could strictly just go for the healing itself and still get a lot of benefit out of that. But it's really something that I love to share because there is so much that you can then take away to work on your own blocks, perhaps, or something to move you forward, whether it has to do with your life or with business. And so the energy sessions, I only offer a few a month because of the whole six month package that I kind of bring the energy healings into for my clients. And then when I run my certification programs, people will come forward. And again, there's about a month or two in between Reiki level one and Reiki level two. So you can kind of feel more certain and have more trust in yourself, kind of guiding yourself through a healing. Mm -hmm. It's not until Reiki level two that you have the opportunity to go and do a distance healing, right? which can kind of be very confronting for many because they're just like, the self-doubt will arise, like so much more again, like to heal yourself. (laughs) And Reiki mastery is a six month period after that. Like if you need to finish one and two and then wait six months and then you do your Reiki mastery. So that's almost like how it's almost just kind of listening to your intuition. I like to kind of put it back on the client to say, you'll know intuitively when you feel this nudge to come back for a session. And that's kind of how I really leave it with them to trust that. But don't come to me within three weeks because it's just the work itself. There needs to be some more integration. Right. Yeah. Which, which makes complete sense. I find that, um, you know, we, we tend, or what I, what I've seen also is that when we're at a point at a breaking point, we, or some, some people are very, very much open to trying many different things, right? Whether it's a healing session. So whether it's, yeah, I guess like the mental, the physical, you know, I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to try some yoga classes or I'm going to start meditating. And, you know, how important do you think it is to have a, a nice consistent practice with these in order to continue to integrate them into your everyday life, whether on a personal or professional level? Mm-hmm. I think especially in the beginning, it's quite important. Like as you grow and once that discernment comes forward and almost kind of saying, okay, like this doesn't necessarily need to be such a strict ritual for myself. But in the beginning, because there is almost so much, it can be very overwhelming for individuals. And this is something that I'm equally aware and bringing people on board too, because You can get into the human design, like we briefly spoke about, and then astrology, your North Node, understanding again, like these patterns that you've held on to and then feeling into Reiki or the records or mediumship, like it's an ever unfolding journey. And I think it's really just reminding yourself one step at a time, not to necessarily feel like it's a race to need to know it all at once. And truly just allowing this because time itself right now has sped up immensely like the the world itself is orbiting faster so we don't need to necessarily be with time moving so quickly 
moving at that pace either. We, if anything, need to slow down to allow the integration to take place. So I think it's just honoring that and truly just knowing that it's your own journey. And that's where it's like, body, what do you want? Like, what are you feeling the most from me today? How can I serve you best today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's so beautiful. And let's talk purpose. That's also Mm. something that a lot of people, um, and I know for myself, I remember going to see that healer in April and literally bawling my eyes out because I got there, I was all like, you know, confident and I was like, okay, I'm fully hydrated. Let's do this, you know, and she, she just cracked me wide open, you know, at the end of that, what she said to me regarding my purpose here on earth was just like, I was just mind blown. Like I remember I was wearing a mask and like the tears were coming (laughs) through my mask, you know, and I also noticed that you do, uh, that you read, um, Akashic records. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not sure. And this is new for me as well. That's why I love, you know, interviewing beautiful people like you because I get to learn so much. And so, um, I, I, I have a basic understanding, but can you explain, um, those to us and if that even ties into your soul's purpose or how? Yeah, it absolutely does. So, like I had mentioned at the beginning of the uh, interview, like the mysticism component, I'll just kind of couple everything that I do with mysticism, having an integration into your soul purpose. And this is kind of the beauty of the work in the beginning is like even inner child healing and doing the Reiki, doing an Akashic reading, um, moving forward and understanding what I mentioned with astrology, like your North node and the human design, all these little kind of attributes will help you understand a deeper layer of your soul and this is where it's kind of bundled all together but the akashic record reading itself and the best way that i can kind of clearly share it with you is that it's a light body of universal self-awareness and we all have this akasha that sits about nine feet above us if you were to think about a catalog like a record in the library of your past your present and your future that your soul has been on a journey of This is where that information is held. And so we're really accessing this light as a reader for the, so as a reader, I go in for the client and you would come forward and ask questions, whether they are pertaining to past life, or maybe you want to understand a little bit more about your present and business. Maybe I get a lot around business just because again, of the work that I do. So like, what could be something that's holding me back from discovering this or how can I move forward in this way to blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But Mm. needless to say, I'm picking up on your energetic vibration of the question that you're asking and getting into your own records to share this. And through the whole experience itself, there's this whole enlightenment that can come forward because we are accessing such a beautiful light body. You'll notice from days to come afterwards, other little activations that can come forward. So it's almost like getting access to your soul blueprint Mm -hmm. and getting a little bit more of like a download through that as well. It's just so beautifully healing in its own just to access it. So I intertwine it into the program that I offer because of the fact of it guiding people to understand a deeper way about the direction that they want to take. And also sometimes little karmic relationships that need to come to an end as well, like those patterns too from family history. Yes, yes. And I feel that, you know, 
understanding purpose and and why we're here do you feel that uh, people put a lot of pressure like unnecessary pressure on themselves to understand that Mm, I think more than ever right now in a way because of that like what we were mentioning with the collective awakening of like really noticing well what should I be doing and there's so much also like I'll even have just peers of mine where it's like I just don't know anything other than what I do right now. And this is almost where the self pressure is coming in. And I would always love to offer like, well, when did you decide this thought? And when did you decide that there wasn't anything more for you to do Mm. and get to that almost like a deeper healing level? Because at the end of the day, you have such a unique medicine and gift to offer. We all do. We're all here for a reason. And so it's not necessarily thinking it's like your investment that you've given to yourself in a certain career that you can truly do something that's passionate to your soul and a lot of that times it goes back to like what did you love to do when you were a child Mm. yeah what do you feel keeps people stuck then there is a huge component of fear of the uncertainty truly not knowing what's on the other side and I know that held me back in my own situation as well of the what ifs, like getting into more of that mindset work of, well, what if it doesn't work out and already feeling like there's a safety net that you've built up and this comfort. So it's almost as if taking the ego side of things and looking at it, like we're going to play it safe and know this comfort zone that we're in, but to step outside of that, it's truly losing that control and defying the ego in a way. And then ultimately it's an up level in a beautiful sense, but there is so much of the uncommon uncertainty that comes with it. Yeah, for sure. And, and another term that a lot of people have been, you know, shedding light on is just like scarcity, you know, like I know that that was a huge one for me, you know, it's definitely, I've, I've called myself a control freak my whole life, but that's neither here nor there. It's just, you know, always feeling like, there won't be enough or I don't have enough to move to the next level or to the next step, whatever I feel aligns most with me. You know, I, I, I'm not sure if you've seen that also, like in whether it's your clients, your friends, your family, but scarcity was a big one for me also. For sure. I can totally resonate with that. And so much so of there's sometimes like, well, there's already so many of these individuals in this industry. How can I stand out? Because that's very much in the scarcity mindset. So I'd love to kind of flip it on its head to be like, well, look how much demand there is. And that's why there's so many people in this industry and why you need to come into it because it's just growing immensely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I think, you know, for me in terms of I, I've always just pegged myself as an educator. There's so many layers to that, right? So it's, yes, you can educate children, but you can also like, I find that my podcast is education, you know, we use our voices to communicate. We're you know, we are inspiring or uplifting others. That's education in and of itself. And it wasn't until, you know, I'm 32 years old now. Like if it wasn't until my 32nd year of life where I was kind of like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) 
I, likewise for me, like I think it was when I was 29, 30, when this all happened for me too. And it was almost just to say, putting like enough and like truly like, what is this life worth living? And what could be the worst case scenario? Like that whole, what was keeping me stuck was truly like the unknown in some ways. And yes, there was some scarcity component and fear on the other side of it. But really just moving, the best things have come when I've moved and run right through the fear. Like even when I think about Toronto to Vancouver, I had so many stories in my head of what could happen and why it would be so challenging to just pick up and uproot. And when as soon as it happened, it was just quick, seamless, and it was expansive and so much growth where it was like, why didn't I do this sooner? I feel like that's always the question I'm asking myself in these moments of, even when I left the corporate job. And then the universe is always there to serve us. I think it's the biggest reminder too. And part of that example I can give is I was so held back in the mindset of, well, I need to have this in order to be this. So I needed to have so many clients to feel like I was sufficient enough to leave the job to be safe. And the universe in a way was knowing so well that I could not serve that many clients. I couldn't see it at this time, but it was really much just like I had to get into the belief of already being there. And as soon as I resigned, a flood of clients came in and it was truly knowing the universe was like, you can now serve, but we didn't want to give you the clients because we just know that you couldn't have been in the space to operate either. So that also as a reminder can be so interesting to kind of see what truly do you have the space for? What do you need to kind of recognize that you need to release in order to grow? Even with money, we need to sometimes make space for abundance to come in and release the money in order to grow. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's a big fear. That's a big fear for a lot. And I'm speaking for myself as well. Like I I really need to shift my mindset with money, you know, like obviously mm-hmm. like I'm always like, oh yeah, they cap teachers at a certain amount of, oh, what mean, what, what does that mean for me? Well, I can do a million other things, you know, like there's so much abundance. Yeah. We just have to tap in. Completely. It's like, right. Mm-hmm. Surrendering and tapping into that and already bringing yourself to that energetic component, almost like an atom, like raising that vibration to the molecular level of holding that money, the energy of it all, um, and then welcoming it in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this has been just amazing. Like I said, I feel like I, you might be back on, on this podcast, <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> I would love to be. Absolutely. Because I feel like we literally just scratched the surface of so many different aspects. So a hundred percent would love that. Yeah. I have, I have so many friends who it's, it's the cutest thing, you know, and people be like, um, they'll listen and they'll be like, so I made notes on like this stuff. Now we need to go deeper. <laughs> yeah, we can totally just. Perfect. I am here to serve. This is what I like. I love that feedback and understanding where people are and what they need. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. so beautiful to be able to offer this information to people. It's such a, it's such a blessing. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's so wonderful. And that's really like part of the values that I have too, is like really being here in order to, like I, we were talking about the whole component earlier of like being here to liberate, not just myself, but others as well. Yeah, so. Absolutely. So much. Oh. So Mallory, one last question for you uh, the, today. If you had to 
kind of put a title or theme on this chapter of your life, what would it be and why? Hmm. I do. This is an interesting one because I feel like there's been, when I look back even on last year itself, it, I almost like to put that in a title in its own. It was truly recognizing my power mm. last year's. And I think right now it's just the up level in a sense of not to kind of necessarily deem it up level, but there is a component where I've done the baseline and I've met this mark where it's, I'm scaling at this point. And so this is where it's very much more up level in heightening my awareness in deeper modalities and getting deeper in the work itself and serving more powerfully through that and expanding the reach that I can offer as well in this up level as I scale. That's beautiful. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I so appreciate it. And if my listeners would like to get in touch with you, share with us where we can find you on all the socials. If you have a website, please share it. I'm going to link it in the show notes as well. Amazing. Yeah. So where I frequent most often, I know we met on Clubhouse, but you can find me on Instagram at mal.meyer. And my website is www.whitewolfreiki.ca. And I'm actually going to be releasing this week a free recorded masterclass on discovering your intuitive language. So anyone that's interested, come visit either ideally my Instagram because then you can get the link to get the download. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's going to be, that's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the Claire's. So I know there's only... Some people have a deep awareness of the clairs, but will really allow them to get a better understanding. Amazing. Well, mm-hmm. I thank you so much for giving your time, your energy, and your wisdom to us today. I'm so, I'm just so happy to have had you on the show. And mm-hmm. I know that this won't be our last podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so looking forward to it. Thank you, Mallory. And for anyone listening, if you want, like I said, Mallory's information is going to be in the show notes and you can reach out to her on Instagram, DM her. Um, She's uh, super responsive and absolutely fabulous. So I thank you again, Mallory, for being on Holistically You today. And for everyone listening, as always, stay humble, friends, and I'll see you in the next episode.